You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At a time when movies are delayed and everything is being rebooted, a group of heroes is about to shake up the status quo. This year, get ready. Your favorite one and done films are getting a sequel. No movie is safe. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No! I, I've told you before, not all movies are safe. If it's had a sequel, I told you we're not doing it. Yeah, alright. Okay, 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 okay. Fan critical. Yeah, and none of this fucking prequel bollocks either. Yeah, so... Yes. Yeah, alright, Jesus. God, okay. Anyway, Fan Critical presents Not All Sequels Are Created Equal. Coming to all podcast platforms right now. Hello, and welcome to Fan Critical. And today, of course, we are returning to our new favourite show, a fan favourite, some could say. In fact, uh, you fans have been saying. Fans, I shouldn't say fans, listeners Fan. have been saying that Listener. this is uh, the, the best show since 60 Minutes to Midnight. So whatever, don't yeah. worry about it. Who have, um, have you paid for that review? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gaz left uh, his own his own review up there. But no, not all sequels are created equal is what we're here for. Uh, a showdown of great minds. The great minds within this podcast. So far, we have had Titanic battles. Um, no. Titanic 2, that's a good mm. idea, actually. Um, <laughs> wow, it works. Write that one down. Everyone, write that one down. From the man who brought you E.T. too. <laughs> yeah. sequel <laughs> no one wanted. I told you, I loved, I loved James Cameron. Jack is back. Is that a zombie? <laughs> and he would be the one that caused COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, Save John, this is pink. gold. Sorry, yeah. I'll save that. Yeah. That is gold. Okay, guys. Uh, we've had the struggles. We have had Emma versus... No, we've had Lucy versus John, <laughs> uh, which Lucy pitched uh, a sequel to Sound of Music called The Hills Are Alive With The Sound Of Eyes. Uh, working title. We, we all agree the title needs <laughs> a lot of work. Um, and that was against John's Girl On Fire, a sequel to the Denzel Washington smash hit Man on Fire. Um, Lucy did take that one if she agreed to change the title of her film. <laughs> uh, then the next edition of the podcast, well, yeah, the next edition of the podcast yeah, had, this one. M, had Len versus Gareth. Mm. And I, uh, Gareth pitched a very boring, uh, very predictable sequel to a film that I had never seen, Princess, Princess Bride. Um, <laughs> yeah, The Princess Bride. He pitched... Princess Bride 2, imaginative name. Uh, and I pitched um, E.T. 2. Imaginative yeah. name. Um, mm. Yeah, no, it was called, e- is, 
it was called Retribution or some Retribution. garbage. Yes, yeah. it was called ET2 Retribution. And it was a science fiction uh, sort of horror. It was basically War of the Worlds, but you called it ET2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was basically War of the Worlds. But at the end, instead of it being a little robot that turns up, it was actually E.T. So that was a massive cliffhanger. Take and it was my part hand. Of trilogy. Unfor- <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, um, that didn't go down too well with the uh, studio heads. And mm. somehow Princess Bride 2 got pitched. Uh, Three it, nil. Got, it got greenlit. 3-0 victory. It, it, went to, uh, it went to the cinema and it flopped like a piece of shit. So classic they, now. they've learned their lesson. Cult classic. Classic. Um, Mm -hmm. maybe in 30 years time it's a cult classic so that's the state of affairs there is a leaderboard and at the moment at the top of it is uh, Lucy and Gareth the two unlikely ones at the top of the leaderboard but they're there let's let's specify as well at the top of the leaderboard is me because there's goal difference (laughs) involved in this and I'm no we're not doing goal difference goal difference is stupid I don't think we we ever agreed to goal difference so this week we return with Another duel for the ages. And of course, it is uh, the female section uh. of the podcast, the ladies, uh, <laughs> Emma versus Lucy. Now, what will this be? Nobody knows. Um, I'm very excited. We even Found sent a little it. message this morning. John woke, John woke up at like 6 a.m., sent a message going, oh, can't wait to see what you guys are going to pitch. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, not in that very tone. interesting. A I lot can of also pressure. not wait. Pressure. What was... What, what was the tone, John? Can you do your tone oh, for me, for the listeners? Uh, well, I on, thought it me... was quite vaguely threatening. Yeah. Like, Need my can't script. wait to see what you do. I've got to be honest, yeah. when when the message came through and I saw that John had messaged, I, I presumed he was pulling out of the pod. Yeah, and in a way, I am. <laughs> I was, uh, Live. Uh, to be fair, I did end with an ellipsis. That's why I thought so... it was a threat. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. excited to see what films you've crafted for us today, is, is what I said. I felt oh, very lovely. threatened by that. Nice, to be nice time. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, I can't so... wait. <laughs> so, if you haven't guessed already, the whole gang is here. Um, say hello, gang. I'm not going to do hello, it. Gang. Hello, hello, gang. Lucy, Gaz, John. <laughs> yes, very well. And myself, Len, the host. Yes. So, um, Quickly, just before we begin and get into the pitches, um, get into the bitches, did Emma. You say? Uh, <laughs> no, definitely Jesus didn't say Christ. that. Definitely didn't say that. Um, Emma, are you excited about today's? I'm pitch? very excited. Give me your overall. Yeah, you're yeah. excited, are you? Yeah, that's good. Honestly, I'm excited and I'm anxious <laughs> for a number of reasons. Uh, one because I feel like John might set me on fire if I don't do well, um, uh, and I'm, I'm technically yeah. anxious, technologically yes. anxious. Okay, good. Mm. Yes, yes, that's fine. That's understandable. Um, <laughs> slight technical hiccups here at Fan Critical HQ. Um, and Lucy, you you are you, you know you're a reigning champion in a way. Uh, the last time you stepped into this arena, um, you not only came out of it with a film. But with a multi-million dollar deal. Yeah. So I want to know, are you ready to do this again? I think it's quite a lot of pressure. Um, and I know there's people gunning for me as well. And that will maybe, they might uh, try and use, you know, play some type of game with their votes. But I can only do what I can do. Um, I have got yeah, a horrible dry cough, which is also making me like 
not feel my best, but we, I will, you know, we move, we go again. I'll do you what know, I can. The show must go on. Must. The show it must go must. on. Um, and you love Moulin Rouge. So I actually rewatched anything, it. Moulin Rouge 2. And it's is that quite be an the assault film? on the senses. <laughs> not in a good way, but no, it's not. It really is. It's not that. Okay, good. Um, my fellow judges today are Gareth and John. Um, I am concerned that you two aren't going to take this seriously. Um, so Why? can you allay some fears? Well, you know, I just think there's been some there's been some bullying that's happened on this podcast, especially you to me, John. Oh, and my I found word. it very oh, I didn't uh, like your feeling in the Which last episode. Do? <laughs> HR. And he said he and he doesn't like you. Yeah. Oh sorry, yeah, yeah. No, no, the film was fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 Imagine if we had a HR department. That would be no. interesting, wouldn't it? No, I'd have to, I'd oh. leave immediately. You'd lose your job immediately. The complaints yeah. would be mm. <laughs> Oh, that comment about bitches earlier. You know, you'd be sacked on the spot. Misheard, so. Correct. That's what they all say. (laughs) They all say that. Oh, I was misheard. I was misunderstood. Mm, I misspoke. Allegations. Anyway, I'm here. I'm taking this very seriously because uh, it's very important to me that Lucy doesn't take the lead. Um, This is what I mean. (laughs) It's a long season, though, okay? Unbelievable. You think you might be playing your games now, but you never know what will happen. I'll vote for the best film. Don't worry. That's I only ever play the ball, not the player. No, I'll I t- I tell you why I'm looking forward to this week. Because last week, or at least the last one that we did, I was nervous that Len was going to come up with a film that I was like, it's really obvious that he's come up with a quality film and I'm voting against him anyway. Um, but thankfully that didn't <laughs> yeah. happen. His film was terrible. Um, so this week there's literally no pressure. It's like, you know, let's let's see what our... Our lovely women, our lovely ladies, what they can come up with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Stop sounding like Weinstein over there. Let's see. Yeah. Unbelievable. Other than bitches. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay. Bitches got pitches. Oh, hello. That's the production That's company right That's there. That's a very good name. <laughs> That's an original film rather mm. than uh, yeah. a sequel. Oh. So you've immediately lost. Now, as is tradition, I have flipped a coin behind the scenes and nominated who is going first. Um, I'm lying. I'm just going to say, Emma, you're going first. So the, the way this is going to the way this is going to work is, Emma, you're going to have as much time as you like to pitch. Uh, don't listen to John if he's heckling you throughout the pitch. That's perfectly normal. Yeah, he, he's got a very short attention span. Anything over five minutes will annoy him. I won't okay? be that long. That is a fact. Yeah, that would annoy me. As Jeez, well. you're so, already. Well, good. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You want our much, you right? want our money? This yeah, Lucy. I think you got this one in the bag. Now, um, <laughs> <laughs> Emma. Feel free to, you know, ham it up, dramatise it any way you want. If you can remember last week, you know, I absolutely smashed it with my pitch in terms of production value. So a lot to live up to. Um, I mean, you lost three Production value was there. So if you remember, if you remember my pitch, Emma, it was highly detailed and there were even character voices that were included. So um, do think about that. Let's hear from Emma. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Oh, God. Yeah, it's not all about you guys. Today, it's all about Lucy and I. Um, so I shall, I shall take the floor. Mm-hmm. Today, I am pitching to you a sequel to a much-loved uh, early Pixar animation. Uh, we're going back to the anthill, uh, onto the mound, with Flick for A Bug's Life 2. 
So having having finally gotten uh, the grasshoppers under control and uh, the new new queen and princess, uh, there is another threat coming to Flick and his friends. And this time, it's a uh, collection of quite sassy, a little bit violent fire ants, and they want to take over. Ooh. They are led uh, by the big bad. Manuel, the head fire ant, who is played by Dwayne Johnson. Uh, And uh, he will be, during the course of the film, uh, producing an an original song for the movie. Uh, Flick has a new friend. Uh, He's going to help him along the way. So the circus troupe are back, uh, all of our favourites, but they've they've got a new friend in there. Uh, is Niles from Frasier still in it? Sorry, but yeah, really but um, uh, you'll be pleased to know that Kevin Spacey has been recast. Why? Um, just to keep everyone happy because he might not be Kids a great film. person, and it is for children. So you know. Kevin Spacey's not happy. No, yeah, well, you know that's his own fault, isn't it? Uh, <clears throat> so Flick's Flick's new sidekick um, is played by Ryan, Ryan Reynolds because uh, he's funny and I've watched him in a lot of things recently and I thought that he would be amusing. Um, and he is a stick insect. So he's very good at camouflage. Anyway, so uh, some of all is that the fire ants try and take over, uh, but the day is saved by Flick and his circus troupe and all of his new friends. The fire ants are sent running back. Uh, their leader, Evil Manuel, will not take over and everyone lives happily ever after the end welcome to a bug's life team very short and succinct yep. emma please ask um, me questions i i have yeah i've got lots of questions number one at the end of bug's life flick is romantically involved with um the princess uh soon to be queen of the ants can't remember her name sorry about that uh, what's happened to their relationship? Will that be explored in this movie? Uh, they are still romantically entwined uh, and they've got 300 yep. lovely children. Uh, <laughs> only mm, three of them are really important to the film. Um, and she is now queen. Uh, but Flick is still, you know, a little bit too cool. And it uh, goes off. Only 300. Ventures. Not scientifically accurate. Well, <laughs> I don't, this is for children, Gareth. I don't think it needs to be, does it? It's a movie. Oh, right. So we should teach our children incorrect science, should we? Hmm. How many how many how many children should they have, Gareth? No idea. Right. Well, <laughs> if you don't know the Millions answer, more. then okay, three hundred million children. They've got three hundred million children, but because that's Seems a lot a excessive. We're only uh-huh. gonna have three of them in the film. The rest of them are just around and about. I dead. <laughs> I am in, I'm envisioning a sort of scene at the end of Aliens when they see the queen and she's just popping out these eggs with a giant <laughs> larval tube. This is for children. Are we going to see anything like that in this no, movie? it's going to be adorable um, because it's because... animation and they're all running around in like, you know, tiny little diapers yeah. looking very sweet and all very alike and it's very difficult hmm. to know diapers. which child is mm. who. Mm. Educational though, isn't it? Yeah. But no. Go on. No, there's not not, not going to be any birthing scenes, and I don't think it needs to be mm. scientifically accurate because this movie is meant to be fun. 
You know, it's their 30, oh, know. 30 years okay. on from a bug's life and they thought they were safe and happy with their 300 million 30, children. Wow. How are they still alive? Mm. How are they still well, alive? they're a bit older now, aren't they? Yeah, only a little bit older. Yeah, 30 years. Right, um, I must confess, um, and I have seen A Bug's Life, but it's been such a long time since I saw it. Mm. I can sort of, the only sort of thing I remember is like the fat caterpillar fella. Oh. German. I'm a beautiful plays, butterfly. Who plays the caterpillar? I can't remember. Who uh, does play the caterpillar? I think it's random, one of the animators does the voice. I can't remember who. It is an animation, yeah. No, but one of the yeah, one of the animators it is, uh, does it. Uh, we can confirm. Like in Finding Nemo, one of the animators does the um Oh rather than a, an actor does the turtle's voice, mm. yeah. I didn't know Sorry. that, Lucy. Okay. Yeah. Well, nice. you know. Um all right, well that help her out. Uh so soundtrack. What what's the soundtrack? Are we going good, for something a little bit more So I'm envisaging you know, something grime? uh yeah. Thrash metal. Uh, no, I'm envisaging something um, that, you know, will stick in your head. I feel a little bit like the vibe of Moana-type soundtrack. So it's a yep. bit fun. Is this because uh-huh. The Rock's in it? Huh? Is this because The Rock's yeah. in it? Dwayne Johnson. Lin-Manuel okay, yeah, Miranda, cool. yes. maybe. Yeah. I, think I don't that... know why I'm helping you again, but, you know. Yeah, what's going on here? I would really like him to be involved. <laughs> Just get involved. Um, I just like that music. I would really like him to be involved, but I didn't want to push my luck with my my scarce pitch on a bug's life too. Um, but I, I'm I'm thinking musical, mm. and I'm thinking some some kind of fun songs that move the plot along that children will sing <laughs> to their parents constantly until they go insane. Um, something fun and jaunty, uh, you know. I don't know, maybe a track in there by mm-hmm. Bruno Mars, something like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's what them kids like, isn't it? Bruno Mars. <laughs> I've literally just said that. Like, what do the kids like these days? The Bruno Mars. Yeah. <laughs> I find this interesting because A Bug's Life wasn't musical. No, at but it all. will be now. So this oh, is going. Complete, it will be now. Completely because the other I feel way. that we, we've right. moved into a world where um, it's exciting. And then, of course, you, you get a nice little set piece with the circus troupe come back and they do a little song mm. and some circus tricks and things. Are there. Any of the grasshoppers returning in this? Obviously, Hopper doesn't return because, of course, he gets eaten by a bird. We all know that. But do the other grasshoppers return? No, or? No, no grasshoppers. You know. This is all just about fire ants. Interesting. So, I I thought some of the grasshoppers could have, like, you know, be friends maybe with no, the ants hate, now after that whole war that they had, mm. you know? No. Okay. Um, no. Interesting. But, of course, Flick, Flick does like to um, make inventions. So there will be some fun inventions. Um, I envisage the movie opening. Uh, I haven't thought of any yet. Uh, I envisage the movie opening <laughs> with you know him tinkering away, making something fun, and his three hundred million children running around being annoying. Um, mm. And obviously, yeah. that, that one of his inventions will be the thing that saves them from the fire ants led by Manuel, uh-huh. the evil fire mm. ant king, um, and a hand grenade. Has he made that? He's only a little one. I have a question. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, obviously we're a studio and that. Um, you know, important exec, definitely. All interested about money. So is there room mm. for product placement? So let's say, you know, one of them's made a little home out of like an old Nokia or something. Something yeah. for their parents. Coke can. You know, I'm sitting there going, Oh a look. Coke can. Yeah, Michelle, look, they've got a Nokia on, on there. That's mad, isn't it? Remember Nokia? Oh, let's buy a thirty two. Yeah, obviously not Nokia because they they've got no money to give us, but you know, potentially, yeah. you know. 
No, I I don't or... feel like the the children need to be have products placed in their faces. I think it should just be. And we do though. Uh, I don't. I don't think you're going to need it. You're not going to need it because um, okay. what you're going to have is is people of our generation who loved a Bug's Life are going to go. I want to go and see this in the cinema or pay twenty pound on Disney Plus. I'm I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, you know, straight to Disney Plus release, and um, they'll they'll watch it for nostalgia with their children who will want to watch it all of the time because it's going to be great fun and it's going to have mm. songs straight to Di- yeah straight to Disney Plus. Uh, I don't want another Scarlett Johansson situation on my hands. What if Flick's coming back? And Dwayne Rock Johnson's like, hey, you said this was going in cinemas. Oh, right? no, but you see... And you've only put it on Dwayne, Disney+. Plus. Dwayne is happy with, with going straight to Disney+, Plus, but after is the he? success of Jungle Cruise... He's all about the money. So, um, and he knows um, the, the right way I to get think, his audience. I, look, I don't think he did Jungle Cruise because of its artistic merit. I suspect the <laughs> film <laughs> that is based on a theme park ride is all about the money. Mm. So yeah. I'd assume that might be incorrect. Um, I have one last question. Um, obviously, you know, we're a studio. We don't give a shit about the environment, but it might be good for us to kind yeah, of pretend that we care. So is there going to be anything about like global warming touched on that affects you know, the little insects and stuff? Maybe like good question. maybe we lose one of our original characters to plastic. That'd be mad, wouldn't it? Get stuck in a in some of those beer can rings, you know. That, well, that... yeah. Maybe even the caterpillar. Ants. Yeah. Maybe even the caterpillar because he's so big Aww. and fat. Yeah. This isn't a horror film. This is for children. <laughs> and in the background, the queen's birthing eggs just with its <laughs> right. giant lava How sack. have you shat all over a bug's life too <laughs> like this? Well, I think that was global warming that did that. So, so I, I don't think we'll address cycle. We, we we won't address global warming specifically, but we will be addressing recycling. So all of Flick's inventions are made out of using recycled human Well, stuff. hold on, because now I have an issue with that. I Why? have a concern. Because if, if the hero of this film is making stuff because people have thrown it away and now the, the bugs can access it, isn't that going to encourage kids just to throw it away? I'm going to go and put this can out in the garden so hey, there'll be an the educational can... song about how people shouldn't do it but if, if, if i thought this wasn't education throat... i thought we were teaching them that they had 300 ants ant babies there will be one educational song about recycling Ouch. that will explain that although people shouldn't mm. throw things away because it is bad for the environment what you can do as an individual ant or child is to reuse <laughs> things correctly uh, so as to avoid what happened yeah, yep. to the caterpillar <clears throat> How does that song go? Recycle, recycle, don't recycle, throw things away because people yeah, yeah, get right. cut in half. Recycle. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bonus Jesus. Jesus. Um, Quite jaunty. Last thing, I'll say, last, <laughs> yeah, last thing I'll say on this, M, is the fact that uh, what Toy Story did so brilliantly is when it came back after such a long hiatus with Toy Story 3, the movie had actually completely changed from Toy Story 1 to the way that the adults actually found more enjoyment in the movie than the kids that were now watching it for the first time because the jokes were more adult, the humour was more on point with the people who had actually grown up with that franchise. Unfortunately, this sounds like Bugs Life's just reduced itself down to the basic kid level again and (laughs) is disregarding the nostalgia that the adults have for that film. 
So for me, that's an interesting thing that we might have to work on because I like to see a bit of change and growth, especially over a span of like 20, 20 years or something since the last film came out. So something to work on there, just as a note from me. Okay. Actually, I do have okay. one more question. Um, <laughs> I sang for you. What else do you want from me? Um, no, so one more question. Um, we'll be here all night. So basically, that was singing, was it? So, so basically, um, I'm interested in a new character, one that we can obviously, you know, something like the Porgs in Star Wars, right? Something that we can really milk in the advertising and the trailers. Queen Anne. Yeah, something we can make milk lots that. of. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, lot, lots lots, of money um, to be made. So have you thought about any, like... Yeah, so in, any new characters, you know, maybe like a friendly owl that for some reason is friends with them, or like an abandoned not an owl like after what bird, happened last like time, a chick or something. Not after what happened. No, last but it time. could be that it's um, like, you know, I hadn't... they might go. All right, well, typically we don't get along with birds because they eat all our mates. But this one, because it's an it's abandoned a vegetarian one, I hadn't. Yeah, he's abandoned. I hadn't thought about so it. So he grows up with them. But what we could, what we could include is, um, is a frog. Because I like frogs, and they're a good they're no. a good animal for, for no. playing with. No, no, no. Uh, but no, I had. I think John's talking specifically about an owl. <laughs> I'm not including an owl. We're not having an owl in a bug life too. Um, I, no, I mostly you need to be able to stroke it, not a frog or a snake. I mostly envisaged no um, like a really tiny but hench fire ant, which is Manuel played by Dwayne the Rock Johnson, um, mm. and all of his little mates who are a bit like you know. I am possibly being culturally culturally appropriating here, um, but they are all a, a little bit Hispanic. Sorry, um, right? Fire ants, Hispanic. <laughs> yeah, are they? they are. Yes, yeah. Hispanic right. fire ants. Um, right, which is okay. why the lead okay. fire right. ant is called Manuel, and um, mm. uh-huh. may, maybe one of the fire ants uh, changes sides and learns to live in harmony with Flick and the, his three hundred thousand children. I bet. I bet that one happens to not have a Spanish mm. accent, though. No, he has a very well, strong I mean, he might Spanish even speak accent. English, like the rest of the ants that are the, obviously American. There is an option for you here, Emma, because fire ants are. But we're not having nasty. an out. The fire ants are like they they have a nasty bite and stuff. I get that, and I get why you'd see them as the bad the bad guys in this. Um, have you have you heard of the yellow crazy ant? Because they are actually a, an ant that's like plaguing regular ant populations around. I can't the world. see your face. Are Just, you being serious? Yeah, yeah. They're called yellow crazy ants. They move around like they're absolutely mental, and they might be yeah, a slightly more can't say that a slightly more um, well that's, contemporary option for you. Maybe that's the Bugs Life three. I'm concerned about this one. To be honest, so let's park yeah, the third yeah. one for now. For a film, for a film with this many ants, I'm not sure it has legs. Oh, hello. <laughs> Ew. We'll leave that for the vote. Shit. Um, Emma, thank you for your pitch. We will take it into consideration. <laughs> Sounds like it's gone down. Well, not after very that last well. comment. Okay, no. There's no owls. No. That's all I'm saying. Um, right, Lucy. Um, You've got an advantage here because you've heard the sort of things that the studio wants. If you need to make any minute, you know, last minute adjustments, sorry, to your pitch, <laughs> now is the time. No. Add, add if if you put an owl in there, John is going to go gaga for it. Okay, so well, just I make could sure I could do a switcheroo on a pet and make it an owl. Mm. I know it actually might it might fit in quite well, but in another way it wouldn't. But 
we'll see. I'm open to Don't pander to them, else. Lucy. Don't pander to them. You well, stick. You, it's, a, it's a collaboration, Emma, okay? It's There's a panda in there. Panda, panda. <laughs> Pandas win. That, that they sell really in. well. That comes in instead of the owl, for sure. All right, let's, let's, let's hear the film. Okay, um... Just as a sort of prelude, la- the pictures from last time, I quite enjoyed how you did a little bit and then we guessed what it was. So I'm going to do that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Slagging her off already. Yeah. <laughs> we open on a gaslit scene of turn of the century New York. The air outside is thick with fog. A train pulls into Penn Station. A young blonde woman and an older man step off the train and take in their surroundings. Alfred and Jess Borden survey their new home. Oh. Oh, oh my god. You're not doing you're not doing the best sequel of all time, are BC2? you? Is he too? Again. No, it's fucking <laughs> prestige too. It is it's the prestige. Oh Lucy. It is the prestige. Don't do that. Why not do that? She's playing to the audience. Well, because no, you know I love the prestige. Not, nothing to do with you. Not everything revolves around your needs. It's just a good film. Okay. Ooh. I mean, producer, yes, I of course. I'm pandering to you. Okay, so, sequel to The Prestige. Working title. Now, this is the one thing I'm a bit stuck on. I don't really want to call it The Prestige 2. I don't feel that that fits. No. The working title is The Turn, which is the second part of a magic trick, but I'm having nice. some trouble... Yeah. Relating that to the actual plot of the theme, the film. So hmm. maybe once you've uh-huh. heard it, we can kind of collaborate on a title because um, the turn is when the magician turns something ordinary into something extraordinary, which is kind of what happens in the film. But we'll see if it works. Okay, so the plot revolves around Alfred Borden and his daughter Jess starting a new life in the US. It's around 15 years after the events of The Prestige. Alfred's still played by Christian Bale and Grown Up Jess is played by Florence Pugh, who's one of my favourite. I think I just mention her in every podcast. Oh, I love Florence. Because I love her. You, you um, cast Florence Pugh as do. often as I cast Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, I like cast her in the film <laughs> of my life because I just think she's great. And she was in a film with The Rock that I watched last night as well. So I just love her. Um, now, another character who is in the original film um, in a minor but very vital role, who is going to be in this film a lot more and a main character, is um, Nikola Tesla. And he yeah. is originally... Oh, oh, question. Who's he playing yeah. then? It can't be Bowie, right? He's originally played by David Bowie, who's obviously no longer with us. He is a very hard act to follow and for a much more developed role, there was only one person I could think of to play such a character. We're getting Daniel Day-Lewis out of <laughs> retirement. So Daniel Day-Lewis is going to play the visionary Nikola Tesla. So we're in New York, turn of the century. It's around 1910. um, And I did do some research on what Tesla was actually doing and his movements at that time. I'm not going to go into it and bore you with it, but that is featured in the film. So it does match up. Just like with The Prestige, he was really at Colorado Springs doing experiments. We're bringing that into this film. Um, so they're in the turn of the century New York Alfred Borden is making money working in a freak show he's just doing like minor tricks um, just to make money (laughs) Um, Jess his daughter finds it cruel and starts to avoid him where she can she's left alone a lot and she has a real interest in science Um, she ideally liked to go to college but they can't afford it so she reads a lot of scientific journals and becomes fascinated with the work of Nikola Tesla at this time, he is officially working on beladeless turbines, and that's true. I looked it up. 
um, but he secretly reacquired the transportation device from the first film, ostensibly to destroy it to prevent anyone else using it. But we'll see that that is not what comes to pass. So she, an account, uh, a chance encounter with Jess leads him to take her under his wing, and she assists with his experiments. As their relation gets closer, a relationship gets closer and more intense. She is pushed further away from her father and the grotesqueries of the freak show. He's suspicious of the time she's spending away and what she's up to. Um, throughout her time with Tesla, um, she convinces him to start work on the machine again and that it could be calibrated to transport rather than to duplicate because at this time he was looking into ways to transport energy, like either through the earth or through the atmosphere. So I thought that fit in quite well. Um, so together they start the experiments on transportation, um, culminating in a test on Jess's beloved pet miniature schnauzer. Now this is where the schnauzer could become an owl. And I would allow that, John, if you'd like <laughs> rather it be an owl Panda. or any kind of pet. Yep. Um, so the dog disappears Panda. from the machine and they hear it yapping from behind the door yellow to their lab. Yellow crazy ant. You could do a yellow crazy ant. She could have a little colony. That would fit in with her scientific ideals as well. So, yeah, happy with that. Um, so, yeah, the dog disappears from the machine and they hear it yapping from behind the lab door. And Jess is delighted and insists they try it on her next. Tessa's reluctant, but after she pleads and says you can have no breakthrough without risk and sacrifice, he agrees. Meanwhile, Borden returns home to see Jess, only to find her gone. He notices the paper she's been reading and after scanning through, is horrified to see Tessa's name mentioned prominently. Putting two and two together, he rushes to the lab address listed on the papers. So he goes to the lab. Jess steps into the machine and Nicola pulls the lever. Borden bursts into the room just in time to see his daughter disappear. He screams at Nicola and pulls out a gun. Jess emerges from the door behind Borden and cries, Father! He turns to embrace her. At this moment, another Jess enters the the room from a door at the back of the room holding a dog. What they believed was a transportation was still a duplication, but the recalibration, there's lots of Asians here, made the clones appear in the room behind the lab. (laughs) So basically, they think they're gone, they're just no longer in the machine, but they've um, been transported elsewhere. Um, In his shock... And in a callback to Robert Angier's reaction to seeing his clone after using the machine for the first time in the first film, he instinctively shoots the new Jess. Surviving Jess, full of horror and panic at what they have created, flees the scene. Borden confronts Tesla, demanding to know which daughter he has killed, the original or the copy, much like Angier in the first film, asking him which knot he tied prior to the wife's death from drowning. You remember the original? Tesla says he has no way of knowing, but that Borden should find his daughter before it is too late. Borden leaves, and the final shot is of Tesla staring at the machine, a look of fear and wonder on his face. Fade to black. Okay. Okay, so that's the beginning. Lucy. So that's the beginning, that's the and beginning. then the film starts. No, um, and also we've got... So directed by Christopher Nolan again. The script is Christopher Nolan and his brother Jonathan. They did adaptation of the book for the first film. Yeah. And the music, yeah. bit lackluster in the original film, so... We've got Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead, who nah. did... Yeah, it is a bit. Um, it Ooh. sort of serves the film, but it doesn't nah. has no impact on its own. Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead, Sorry? who did the music on There Will Be Blood, he's doing it to give it a bit more atmosphere. That is a great soundtrack, but I don't think you should be having a go at prestigious soundtrack. It's beautiful what it does, but, you know, that's... Okay, I've got some questions, okay. Lucy. Now, look, I am probably... May, it's maybe between me and Gaz here, the prestigious biggest fan. Okay, so I absolutely adore the first film. I was extremely excited when I heard the start of your pitch because 
I was like, wow, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. I myself toyed around with an idea before ET2 to <laughs> go with the Prestige. And I didn't. Should have gone with that. I didn't do it. Definitely should have. I'll tell you why I didn't do it. Because I couldn't find a reason that that mirrored the intricate storytelling that Nolan did in the first mm. film. And, mm. and the reason the prestige for me works so well is because it's told over a span of time between two characters in this rivalry, reading each other's journals with cryptic uh, clues, mm. interweaving storylines, a little bit of uh, out of place narrative. So you're jumping backwards and forwards constantly. And the film is about misdirection because magic misdirection. The audience is constantly misdirected to the point of where the reveal happens. I remember the, my reaction the first time I watched that film and I still remember my reaction in my, my partner and anyone else I've shown that film that has never seen it before. They did. No one sees that coming. And that is what is fantastic about even though it's in front of you for the whole film. It's an amazing moment. Um, and that whole film is built on misdirection. This film to me, although I love the idea of going to that world again and revisiting those characters, there seems to me a lack of misdirection and a lack of sort of complex narrative, which made the original such I think, I mean, I watched the original. Now, that's not to say I don't like the pitch. No. That's not to say I don't like the pitch, Lucy. I like the pitch. It's a different kind of film. And if you, I watched the procedure again last night when I was working on my notes, it's very convoluted. And I think it's kind of, I didn't want that for this film. And I know Christopher Nolan is very known for playing with um, the narrative and the linear sort of direction of the narrative. He's done it in Memento. He's done it in Dunkirk. He did it in the prestige. This is more of a period drama. It's bringing back Daniel Day-Lewis. It's more really about the relationship with um, Jess and Tessa. Like he becomes a kind of father figure mm-hmm. to her because she's alienated from her own father. So it's not, re- it's a sequel mm-hmm. to The Prestige, but it's more just taking characters from that film and telling a new story. It's not about magicians. It's about more about Tesla yep. and actual real magic of the science With that of that in it. mind, okay. Lucy, does it, does it then need to be a Nolan project? Because... I think. Oh, interesting question. I think if you're if you're going to make this a period drama, Christopher Nolan might not be your man. Agreed. I, I understand that. Um, he has said previously. Well, he's had quite a lot of criticism about his films not really having strong female characters. It's, they're always quite based on the male world. So I think he did want to do something because the character of Jess is quite strong she's a woman wanting to learn about science in an era where that wasn't really available to her and he was interested in just revisiting the character and working with daniel day lewis as well as tesla which and I she has a pet is, owl she could you know she could have a pet owl at any point in the film she sounds to me like a version of murph from interstellar which is i you know, have not also seen a, interstellar, a character that so science. i cannot say that i've based wow it on that. as you can see in the background <laughs> wow one of my posters one of one of the greatest <clears throat> nolan films in my opinion i absolutely adore that film um but yeah it sounds like murph who is a very scientific uh young woman who eventually ends up you know being a very prominent member of the film but he, so he has he has got some track record there but I'm interested. John, any questions? Any questions from you? Yeah. Uh, so I think um, uh, it's important to note, I genuinely think this is a better pitch than your first film. Okay. Um, like, I, I actually think it's quite a brave film to make because in reality, uh, particularly where, where you've gone with Nolan as, as the director, um, 
other than uh, the kind of the Batman trilogy, where he clearly had an idea as to where he wanted to start and finish, mm. which is why it was a trilogy. Um, he's more of a one and done man, and I and I feel like the prestige is it kind of ends as it needs to end. Yeah. Um, it like it, it, at least in my opinion. Um, uh, uh, look, Daniel Day Lewis is is amazing, um, and he can do anything, and I'm sure he'd nail the the Tesla role. But um, I don't know. It just it it feels a bit. Obviously, Bowie's dead, so it's like, well, what can you do? Um, yeah, it's 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 a tricky one because I actually think I would I would I'd be annoyed if they made a sequel to this film. Nowhere near as annoyed as if they did ET two, but. <laughs> Like, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of almost it's, inspired yeah, by um, the events of the the first film, though, because it's not a direct sequel with all the same characters. But I understand what you mean. Like, it didn't, it's not a film you watch and go, well, what happens next? It is rounded off in the world. very well. You're setting it in the world in which the events of The Prestige have happened. That's yes. kind of, yes. that's the link, right? Yeah. I, but Tesla, the, Tesla's not aware sorry, sorry, of it. Sorry, Tesla's not aware of it. Just to, just to kind of underline it a little bit more, um, when we first came up with this concept, naturally, you look at films like Inception. You know, Inception is one of my favourite yeah. films, but there's no yeah. fucking way I'd pitch a sequel to Inception. No way. Even though I think it would probably be quite good, it's like it's one of those films where the ending is like perfect people talk about it and yes. it's like it's it's kind of it completes it for me um and that's kind of although i i wouldn't say i feel as strongly with the prestige um as i do inception it's kind of the same thing where it's like i feel like that story's been told but but i get it and as i say i, I think as a as a pitch it's pretty good um and uh yeah a fairly hard decision between two films now yeah i just thought having a story mm, about it. tesla that's not like a biography, but where he features a bit more prominently would be really interesting. But you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire ants um, also interesting, so it is hard. Well, <laughs> I really, anyway, I really like the title. Crazy Lucy. I think it's very clever. Does um Thanks. does Working the turn time. have any songs about recycling? <laughs> yeah, no, but about science, which is sort of the same thing. Just Florence no, Pugh. No, it's all, do it's a song all about instrumental. Science. Yeah, I bet she can sing. Okay. More all instrumental yeah. and atmospheric. Yeah. But good, um, good feedback. Well, I... C- considered feedback. No, no, it's good. I like the way that we've really grilled both films there um, because there's... This is close. I think this is going to be close. Um, is it? We're going to vote now as, as a panel um, about what film we think would... Uh, and, and everyone has a different opinion on this. Now... If you think it's because you think it's going to be more successful than the other one, vote for it that way. If you think it's because you just would rather watch it yourself, vote for it that way. You know, whatever you want to do, um, I sort of mix it into a bit of both. So I do a bit of like, would it actually be profitable (laughs) in today's world? And would I go watch it myself? Um, So that's the way I view it. Now, we're going to, I had to go last when I last hosted this. And I'm not doing that again this time because it's not fair. Not fair. I always have to do that. I am going first this time. Okay, Um, and I'm going to summarise as thus. Um, Emma, Bugs Life is actually one of my favourite Pixar films. It's kind of a forgotten Pixar film because it 
like you're right, it was quite a long time ago. It's in that same sort of era as Toy Story, where the animation was in its early days. Uh, if you actually go back and watch A Bug's Life, you know, you can definitely see <laughs> its early days Pixar. But the characters are there. It's a lovely, fun film. I think it's got nowhere near the depth that something like Toy Story has as as an actual film. They have um, only got little legs, the ants. I know. So the idea of returning to that world now um, really interests me. However, your pitch did not really do what I wanted to do in terms of going back to that world, but with with me as the audience in mind. Instead, you focused more on the younger generation. And I feel like going back to that world wouldn't necessarily um, pique my interest as much as it did, say, in Toy Story 2 or Toy Story 3. Now going across to Prestige 2, titled The Turn, one of my favourite films of all time. As I said, love the original for the way it weaves the narrative in an interesting direction with two fantastic central cast members, uh, a brilliant supporting cast. Um, and I love the way that the story builds to a crescendo where you yourself have been misdirected. I kind of feel like, Lucy, your film is different. It's, it, and, and for me, it, 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 it can't have Nolan attached to it because it's just not his type of to- storytelling. It's just not. I, I can't see him directing this film. I know. I just <laughs> I sorry, could Nolan. not see him directing this I film. You're out. Um, but, but in saying that, what film do I think, in my mind, do I want to see more? And do I want, do I think would be successful? I think Lucy's pitch would even though I don't agree with some of the things in there, I think it would be something I would rather see and something that I think honed correctly could work better. So I'm going to vote for Lucy. Thank you, Len. On this one. Take your comments in on board. And that is my synopsis. Next up, um, I've snapped a, as in one of Nolan's other films, snapped a snooker cue in half or a pool cue and given each half to John and Gareth, go on, fight to the death. Which one of you wants to go next? You go uh, for it, Jamie. Okay. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, mm. no, because you know I'm not going to drag it out. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it is a tough decision actually, and um, I think it's probably worth noting uh, <laughs> that I actually disagree um, with uh, what would be more successful. Uh, I think a fucking Pixar film is going to wipe the floor with the mm. Prestige too, but I, I don't vote in that way. Not anyway. if it goes to Disney Plus. Not if it goes to Disney it Plus. It probably still away. would financially, right. yeah. Yes, yes, it would. A, a Pixar film with Dwayne the Rock Johnson in is definitely making more money than The Prestige Two. Anyway. Oh yeah, fair enough. Um, but I, as I say, I don't, I don't vote in that way. Um, uh, I'd love to say I have fond memories of A Bug's Life, um, and I, I did enjoy it in the cinema. And I was like, this is way better than Ants. That is shit. Yeah, Ants is shit. Um, yeah, that is shit. But it is very, uh, but. Do you know what? I think enough time has passed that that can be revisited. Um, and I think some of the themes there, um, certainly in terms of global warming and stuff like that, there is a film to be made there. Um, uh, this is the sort of decision... I know I said I was going to be short and sweet, and I will be. This is the sort of decision that is going <laughs> to annoy both people. Because I think Lucy's pitch uh, is a lot better and a lot more thought out. Um I, I can't vote. I can't vote for a prestige sequel. I just can't do it because uh, it's um, drama. And okay, and I'll tell you one thing as well. Um, uh, there will be a film that I come up with at some point 
that is this exact thing where it's like, should it have a sequel? Probably not, but I'm still going to go for it anyway. So feel free to vote against me in the coming weeks when that comes up. Um, I have to go for A Bug's Life too. Um, as I say, L- Lucas is the better pitch. <laughs> no, but but, I, but but as I say, I, I was happy to go last or whatever. Like my my decision was made regardless. But um, yeah, so I'll, I'll go for a Bug's Life too. Um, and I genuinely think that would be a good film. It's Pixar for fuck's sake. And it falls on Gareth Evans, who is leading the table right now. Oh, no pressure, Gareth. If you vote yes. for Emma here, then. Then I maintain then, my position uh, at the top. you stop one of your main rivals. Political. Well, maybe. And that is, um, that is how but I But of vote. course you're not going to do that. <laughs> um. There's a lot of pressure here, Gaz, because, you know, when I voted against Len, everyone knew I was going to vote against him, but he'd already been trounced anyway, so it didn't matter. Whereas now it's like yeah, people are going to be matters. very judgy. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 um, I will maintain my integrity through this process um but you know that that said whatever whichever way i vote i think needs to be respected for the genuine reasons that i am voting that way <laughs> um a bug's life is i'm a big pixar fan a bug's life unfortunately for me is one of the more forgettable films um of that era um I I have seen it. I have n- not seen it. I don't think I've seen it more than once. Probably saw it once. I, it's it's just not one that's kind of lingered in my memory. I don't have any great nostalgic feelings for it. So, with that in mind, anything that you pitched, any idea, Emma, I was not going to be offended by. Um, I'm soon to be a father, so I, I'm on the lookout for for new movies for kids and do you know what if it if it doesn't give me warm nostalgic feelings that's not a problem um if it's a if it's a good film for kids that's 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 great i'm sure as it's a pixar film it will come with that kind of adult humor as well um and a song about recycling and a song about recycling don't forget the recycling song Mm -hmm. um that said, The Turn, or The Prestige 2 in brackets for now, um, does include a song about science, so that's good as well. <laughs> um, the Prestige is is an excellent movie, and it's one of those films that, when I say I've got like top top five movies, there's probably about 12 films that yeah, fit in that link, but The Prestige is, is one of them. Um, so Always in the conversation. It's always in that conversation. I, I do love it, and I have... Um, very fond memories of that film. That said, I actually feel different, differently to John in that I would not mind at all if somebody proper wanted to get involved with this and and make it a sequel. <laughs> and I actually quite liked a lot of your pitch, Lucy. I I agree with Len that there's maybe not the the mystery and that misdirection that that the prestige had and i would like to see more of that and i and i think that the plot does need some tweaking but i like a lot of what you had going for it i'm not sure that tesla can be a main character in this film because to have a a real life a real historical figure 
doing things that they didn't do. I don't I don't know. There's there's there are question marks over that for me. So it's a really tough call. It's a really tough call. But I think that there was a lot of thought and a lot of good ideas that went into the Prestige 2, the turn, um, including the title, actually. Much better effort Very good that title. Front. Very um, good title. Thanks, guys. And much be- much be- most improved title. <laughs> most improved <laughs> yeah. title. Yeah. Goes to Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, there's your I'm bonus the point, there. Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I am going to have to give my vote to the turn and to Lucy Barron. Thank you. Well done, well done Lucy. That was an excellent Thanks, piece. Yeah, well done, I Lucy. did try very hard and did quite a lot of research and watched the film again and did a lot of Googling. So, yes. That, Please get that a life, is not a chore, Lucy, to watch, to watch The Prestige again no, is a joy. Not, not and a now chore. I might go and do it tonight because I love it. So, <laughs> um, well, well done to Lucy. Takes the lead in the table. Two pitches, two victories. Um is it unassailable? Some say yes. Um, others say no. But we'll have to soon find out. Um, thank you very much. What is tradition in this show is to now reveal the next Titanic duel. And Titanic could be one of the films that I you uh, have done decide Titanic to too. pitch as a sequel. <laughs> I doubt this will happen because it's Gaz versus John in about four to five weeks' time. Ooh. That is the next the Two most popular John fan critical S- members. Oh, wow. so, you know. That's well, the, I, I mean, quite true, easily, actually, yeah, at all. if you look at the yeah. metrics. Allegedly. The um, most handsome. You, what, what metrics are you looking we at We will be... There's metrics, don't worry about it. Um, we will be trying to do our best to make our own worst of Netflix film. So <laughs> oh, yes. Yep. Uh, Plugging the most popular podcast out there. Go and listen. <laughs> Check the metrics. <laughs> um, enough shameless plugging, uh, but I'm about to do more plugging. So, yes, it's John versus Gaz. Thank you very much, uh, boys. And uh, thank you much, uh, very much to Emma and Lucy for pitching today. Um, just some housekeeping, general housekeeping. Uh, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, please do so now. Subscribe to our main channel, Fan Critical. That would be incredible. If you are one of our lovely Patreons, um, and you would, or if you would want to become one of our lovely Patreons, you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash fancritical and donate some money to us. That money uh, from our lovely, lovely, really dedicated followers has enabled us to essentially create this whole new structure with new shows like this one uh, and bring it to you guys on a weekly basis. So now we have a much more consistent schedule with consistent episodes. Um, and of course, we're still doing our film and TV reviews. We just did Suicide Squad. Uh, me and John did Black Widow a few weeks ago before that. We're going to do things like Dune coming up, which I'm sure Ooh. is going to be incredible, as well as, you know, other breakthrough films that Marvel got loads coming out. So don't worry just about it. Just reading Dune. Stuff coming out there is. We're going to probably... Yeah, great, great book, great film, hopefully. Um, Give it a blueberry score, June. Gaz. Three. Yeah, I see. I, I think the problem with June, the book, Gaz, just quickly, is that when you've got someone like Denis Villeneuve helming the film, and we know what he did with Blade Runner 2042, 2049, what you're going to see in this film will blow your mind. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, yes. We're, we're, going, we're going to get into all that in those reviews. But yes, please do support Fan Critical. Please do spread the word. We would much appreciate that. Leave a review, patreon.com forward slash Fan Critical, all in the show notes. Check it out. Thank you to Emma, Lucy, Gaz, John. Thanks, Len. And you. Cheers, Len. Thanks, Len. Thanks for hosting. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Yeah, cheers. And for nice correct you, the listener. Um, anyway, 
<laughs> and thank you, the listener, for sticking with us, listening to these pitches. Hey, if you disagree with the panel's decision, let us know. Send us an email. Yeah. Send us a tweet. Reply to one of our yes. social media posts. You know, not, do you want not Bugs enough, Life 2? Got, I've got to say, not enough fan interaction on these because, you know, you get someone going, oh, yeah, it was brilliant. It's like, what would you vote for? No response, <laughs> honestly. And that's why you're blocked. No yeah, okay. But we love you. <laughs> no, seriously, if you want ET2, if you want ET2, let that's us over. know. Well, that's why Please we're not getting over. any um, listeners talking to us because you keep saying that. If you want ET2, yeah, speak okay. to us. Silence. We don't, so. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks for the pitches and catch you on the next one. Bye. Laters. Bye. Laters. Peace. Laters.